0: Hey guys, welcome to the Verbrokers podcast, where we talk about things you probably should too. Today, I'm joined by
1: this is Noah and this is John,
0: and uh, I am Ethan, otherwise known as Flabsxy Gaming on YouTube. And uh, a little housekeeping before we actually get started. So uh, the boys and I made an oopsie. Uh, we, uh, in the haste to pre-record the episode before I went out, uh, we all neglected t- to the fact that we were approaching the fiftieth episode. Um, which of course, as if you've been with our podcast for long enough, you know that the, every 10 episodes we talk about a super serious topic, jokes aside, we talk about something that's happening in the real world and, uh, and try to talk, try to have a nice conversation about it and bring awareness of that topic. Um, and, uh, in doing so we, like I said, we neglected it. And so John did an episode that was, it was slightly serious, but it was more, it was more of like a hypothetical situation. Um, so it can't, we couldn't have it as the, as a serious topic because then we're cheaping you guys out of a serious topic. Um, so here we are on a Monday, on a Monday afternoon, uh, which is not the day we typically record these. Um, that way we can fix our little oopsie here. So actually the four of the episodes, so every episode, so three episodes ago, we're all pre-recorded and so is this one. So we essentially got technically after this for us, we get a four Sunday weekend or four Sunday, uh, break yeah so I guess, I guess that's a plus, uh, but because of that, we do not have any headlines. We probably don't have much small talk or anything. Um, we We can try small talk, but it's probably not going to last that long, but so what what are you what do you guys been doing in sure. the past twelve hours? Well you know you got anything I'm
2: sorry, what was that you guys got out for a second?
0: Sure, we did, bud.
1: Alright, um, I'm gonna no, go ahead it. and say Noah has nothing going on. Um,
2: and... <laughs> I, mean... I mean... I do kinda of have something going on. Alright, wanna share that? <laughs> so, so, this is the day after we recorded. And I don't know what I did either at work or before work, but my fucking right arm hurts and I have no clue why. You break it.
0: Did you sleep on it?
2: No. Probably.
0: <laughs> well, what was the problem with mine or his?
2: <laughs> uh, two years, Ethan. I probably slept on it. John, I, if I broke it, I don't think it would have gone to work today. I'm pretty sure I'll spend most of the day in the hospital, but,
0: you know. Eh. What well, would not be the hospital? would be the ER.
1: Yeah, who even needs to go to the hospital, or the ER for that matter?
0: <laughs> who needs hospitals, really? Yep. Who
1: needs to have health?
2: Yeah. yeah, who needs health care?
0: Um, My employer
2: offered it to me, but I said, fuck no, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: there will be uh, times where I'll wake up and I'll have like a headache or something and it's like, it doesn't make sense. And it's just that, it's just you sleep weird. And yeah. so something happened yeah. during your sleep where you either slept in a weird position so your body's like, I can't handle this, shut down everything. um, And or, and, or you like slept on your arm that entire for like 12, for like hours and then you woke up in a different position, so you didn't notice it. But well, that's probably what it is, right?
2: Most likely. I hope the ghost away by tomorrow, otherwise, I'm concerned.
0: Should be. And uh, John, did you sleep on something? I don't think
1: so.
2: Um, I mean, he did sleep on a bald ass head.
0: I, it, but he, his head is attached to his face, so I feel like he didn't, uh, sleep,
2: yeah, on I didn't sleep on His bald ass head was laying on the pillow, so.
1: in <laughs> in, a, in, in a way. It, yes, my head was touching the pillow and therefore the bed, but I didn't sleep with my weight on my head. <laughs> if that's
2: what you'd be. Yes. I could just imagine you now trying to stand, not only stand, but like do a handstand on your bed and try to sleep with only your head touching the pillow.
0: That would be nightmarish. I feel, I feel like that's like insane asylum territory. Oh,
1: man. Maybe.
0: Um, but besides uh sleeping on your bald head, John, what yeah, else have you been I, I, doing?
1: I, slept, I were... slept normally. Um, I did finish listening to the audiobook I was listening to. So in terms of my reading goal I set for New Year's resolution, I'm ahead of schedule.
2: Ooh, what a fucking nerd.
1: Hey, at least I don't have an injured arm from sleeping.
2: Oh, at least I don't have a bald ass head.
0: Oh, <laughs> minus twelve points because Noah can't win anyway. Woo! Um, yeah, so I, I forgot to mention that part, but in case you guys didn't put the pieces together yourself, um, so like I said, no, our John recorded uh, the next episode you'll be hearing, like before we were even recorded this one, because we, like I said, we made a an noopsy, and so John is destined to win this one because otherwise it won't make sense. Because uh, like if I can't make myself win. And Noah can't win because he's not doing the next one. So it just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So John yeah. is the, literally, he's destined to win. This is, like, technically our first, like, scripted episode, almost. Well, right, scripted um, win. Scripted win, yes. Well, that's still scripted. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: it's more a guaranteed win than anything for John. Noah, that,
0: yeah. no, that's what scripted means. It's scripted. is something where you make a script, and it's guaranteed to happen because it's written down. Yeah, yeah that's what i thought that's what i thought um so uh yeah so like that's what's going to be happening. so john will win in the end but as i've said multiple times in these serious topics there's technically there technically has to be a winner but we're all winners as long as we have a peaceful conversation um and that includes you guys at home uh you guys can have a conversation as well that's kind of what the topics are about is bringing awareness especially to these and also just trying to have a peaceful conversation even if we have differences right so like the the uh, abortion one we all had different kind of stands on the situation but we all still had a peaceful conversation right and that's right. what it's all about because we obviously you can look around people aren't willing to kind of have peaceful conversations anymore so we're trying to help bring it back a little bit as much as we can uh, right which i think is a perfect segue into the episode uh, today we're going to be talking about the broad term of gun violence so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the broad term and then we're going to go into more subcategories of how gun violence is talked about and used and like all this kind of stuff. Um, And I think we get the big, the big elephant out of the room and talk about school shootings. Probably what I would say is the worst of the bunch. Um, So what, I mean, we all, I think everyone in this room, including all of you guys listening, um, I think we can all agree that they, school shootings are probably the worst disaster that could happen besides natural ones. And because it's someone going into a school specifically with the intent to hurt people and kill them, right? And it's often, uh, it's usually high school, but some ridiculous people also go into elementary schools and middle schools, right? And so it's just horrific across the board, but I want to talk about kind of, um, like, we've never, I want to point this out because Noah mentioned it at the beginning, not of the podcast episode, but of, like, our general talk at the beginning. Um, we've never been through any of this stuff, like the school shooting stuff. Um, we can only talk based on what we've seen, and based on what we've read, and all that kind of stuff. Um, because we were lucky that we just didn't have that kind of situation happen at our schools. So, with that being said, uh, do either of you two want to start us off?
2: Um, okay, I guess I've got something, I if John doesn't have anything.
1: All right. I mean, I, I had thoughts in my head. Like, I, everyone I feel like has uh, opinions on the matter, so... I. I yeah, you go probably first.
2: got something better than me, so you could go ahead.
1: Alright. I mean, I was just thinking about, like, yeah, like you said, we've never been been in a situation like that. But I do remember when I first heard about it, like, heard about lockdown drills, for instance. Like, lockdown drills are just, like, the, so we know what to do in case that happens but I remember the first time I ever had a lockdown drill I had never heard of something happening in a school and I was terrified about the just idea of it so I could never imagine what it's like for a kid like say elementary grade who has to have a real lockdown because of something like that right they'd, Uh, they'd probably be terrified and justifiably
2: right uh I think it's probably one of the worst things can ha- that can happen to any school. Yeah. And it's something that really should never happen because schools are a place for learning. So the fact that there are people willing to actually go to a school and kill people is just made me lose even more faith in humanity because you know, yeah, I had a whole lot before, but after lot of them have happened especially with the country i live in it's just helped me lose a lot of faith in humanity
0: Mm -hmm. i i love how you said the country where i live as if you haven't stated where you live seven different times
2: well fuck
0: (laughs) we live in the u.s we're not going to say specifically where although me and john have kind of spilled the beans on that a little bit but we're not going to say specifically where obviously because we're not going to dox ourselves but we live in the u.s so this is all coming from a u.s mindset um but, yeah, so what I was going to say, too, is, though, I think uh, we one of the things I forgot to mention is we should all have like we all have a stance on what because that's what this topic is about is, is gun violence specifically, not violence in general, because, my God, that'd be such a broad topic, right. um, but like gun violence specifically. So I want to know uh, what your stance is on guns as a whole. Um, Because I think that once we establish that, then we can kind of more understand where each person is coming from as we move forward in the conversation. So, yeah, no, go ahead. Do you have the floor?
2: All right. uh, So my opinion on guns is I have nothing wrong with anyone wanting to own a weapon, especially if it's to like defend themselves or their house or the people in their house. The thing I will say, though, is if you're going to have those kinds of guns, make sure they're registered. And make sure you have, um, somewhere in, like, a gun safe or somewhere where no one but you or someone you really trust can gain access to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, and, uh, John, what do you feel about it?
1: I mean, similar to Noah, I guess, but it's like, um, I see it as, like, it's a tool, right? It can be used for hunting and perfectly normal self-defense purposes. And that doesn't make owners who have them for those purposes bad. But, yeah. you know, it could just as easily be used for for um, malicious intent. And I guess for yeah. that reason, I, I sort of feel like... not. I, I guess we don't want to get into like uh, the politics of it. But I feel like there should be at least safeguards in place for yeah. the, those like, things.
2: Right. Like, uh, I do want to clarify... I have nothing wrong with responsible gun owners because mm-hmm. those are the people that are actually doing something right. Like they're keeping guns out for each of reach of children or they're teaching them how to use them properly once they're at the right age or things like that. Right. Or just, you know, it's keeping them away. the way. Yeah. For but, sure. uh, it's the irresponsible people that I have a problem with because that's of 10 is the irresponsible parent that is raising a, uh, person who would attack a school which means they then have access to a firearm and that's just something nothing something no one should have to go through or even have a thought of to worry about
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so my stance on guns as a whole is that I like John's use of the word tool because it is a tool it is it's exactly what that is and so when people talk about school shootings they always blame the gun not the person behind it because the gun as john said is used for hunting is used for like target practice is used for especially like in the military setting so it's used for all of these actual useful things although i don't fully agree with uh, hunting certain animals i think we should leave nature alone but that's a different topic for a different day um yeah. but like uh just as as and especially as self defense right self defense is the main reason people would get one um and so my stance on it is that when we talk about school shootings, we need to narrow down what the first cause of it is because the gun isn't the first cause. It's, a, it's not even a cause in general. It's just a tool right. that they have access to that they will be using to help, to help aid them in their destruction, their destruction mm-hmm. course, I should say. But the right. gun is never the actual reason that it's happening. It's just like John said, it's a tool. It's just a thing they have access to. And so yeah. we need to actually narrow down the exact point at which the person turns evil because there's something that's causing it and people are always quick to point it, point it on guns. It's But like I said three times now, it is just a tool. So you can't really pin it on the gun because people, there's good, like uh, I think John said it, there's good people with guns and there's bad people with guns. So it depends on who is behind the gun, not the gun itself. Right. Um, yeah. I would uh, say, unless you're like a military personnel, I would say AKs are a little unnecessary, but I would say any sort of like sidearm is perfectly reasonable for like self-defense. And maybe when I'm older, I will probably get one for self-defense because you have the ability to stand your ground in the U.S. Um, And so if someone's breaking into my house and threatening my life, I would like a weapon to match whatever they got. So, you know, but I won't be getting like a super like AK or something, because like I said, I feel like those are a little unnecessary, unless you're like a military personnel or a cop or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, so that is my stance on it. So now that we all have that uh, covered, then we can start a little bit understanding where e- each other is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, on right. the different points of views that we have. So I would say so I've already kind of delved into the topic when I was talking about the uh, my stance on it um but how did so what do you guys think about how we solve school shootings like how do we solve problem
2: i actually sort of have an idea of how to and um i was thinking about this for a little bit and just one day out of blue i just thought about it and i was like i kind of have a solution so my thinking was if we look at the demographic of school shooters um It's usually kids that are getting bullied, and it doesn't really matter what age they are. I will say kids, even for high schoolers, because if you're a freshman, you're still technically a kid. But either way, it's kids are usually getting bullied, or they have a bad situation at home. And due to either of those, it puts them in a bad mental state. And once they reach that mental state and say they do have access to a firearm or a tool, as you guys like to put it, uh, then that's when it can become a problem. But I think if the parents or teachers or anything notice anything different in the uh, behavior of the kid, then they could possibly do something to change it. Which is usually hard to do because from what I've learned, it's mostly been like the kids are always quiet. So in terms of how to actually figure out who's going to do what or who would be in a bad enough mental state to do that, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I would start looking at the quiet kids in class, like if you're a teacher or a guidance counselor or whatever. Just look at the kids who are always quiet because you never know what they're thinking.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I, I would say in general you should not be targeting just quiet kids because some people are more reser- reserved than others. Because mm. I was quiet for like a long time and I had never even considered walking into a school with a bunch of children and having a gun. So like you didn't. You need right. to. You need to separate like the killers versus like actual people that are in the school because. Right. The people that are actually wielding these guns and doing themselves those are, are th- those are people that are already self destructive they are already they're at, they're at a point in their life where they don't care and <laughs> they don't care about consequences they think their life is already over, so they might as well just like go all out whatever they're thinking but it, it, it's it's separate from the actual people that are like that the group you're talking about because my friend group was like not, not particularly loud, but we weren't like super quiet either mm-hmm. so You just had to be careful on your wording there, because not all quiet kids are, you know, I I get that's the meme and stuff, but that's not actually accurate.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: John, you can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: I I would agree with that, because when, especially after I moved, since I didn't really know anyone, I was, could be considered the quiet kid at my news school i never once thought about like hurting any of my classmates uh, Well, it's... It's,
0: yeah and what i was gonna say is i agree with the stance that like the the thing is though is the teachers don't have control over much right. and so you can't really expect the teachers to do much what they can do is if they if they see they can announce their worry for them and they can kind of direct them to the guidance counselor or the parent hopefully the parent and, um, or I guess if the parent is, um, having, is, like, not good at their job at being a parent, um, then you should, like, they could direct them to the guidance counselor, but they need to direct them to one or the other because the, the teacher is not responsible for that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, John, you got anything?
1: I mean, yeah, I would, I would say that that makes sense because we can't, like, not not all the way to be put on the teacher's shoulders because like they can only do so much they're only one person but um yeah there's like definitely like if you see someone who's looks like they're struggling like socially or have a bad home life and like maybe be like hey are you okay do you need to talk to someone about it like definitely make sure the kid's fine because they they don't start off evil you
0: know yeah Um, and I think as well is that if you push them too much, like if you const if you're constantly asking them like, Hey, are you okay? Or like, you need to talk to someone that will actually start to anger them a bit more. So you need to be cautious. If, if you're in a situation where you're doing that kind of thing, you need to be very cautious with them because you don't want to push them over the edge yourself. Right. Cause you don't want to constantly be over their shoulders and like asking them, Hey, are you okay? You can, you make sure like you do, do this the first time you do this, tell them, um, I guess if you're, if you're a parent, you should be telling them how much you care about them and like all that other stuff. If you're a teacher, you should just say, there's people that care about you uh, and that I care about your well-being and like all that kind of stuff. Tell them that first so that they're, if they're aware of how much you care and then back off for a little bit. And then if they start to change great, if they don't then come back like a little bit, a little bit lesser than you did the first time, ease them into it and like do that kind of stuff. Cause if you're constantly over their head, then it's going to it's going to tick them off and so it's going to actually make the situation worse than it has to be but when it comes to teachers they don't have full control over much and so the weight should be on the parents but sometimes parents just aren't good at what their job is Mm -hmm. like not All all kids my stance on life is all kids deserve a parent not all parents deserve a kid that's the way i look at things because i've seen some i've seen some pretty horrendous parents and I've seen some like I like I just feel bad for the the kids because they might grow up to be like that because you know think of think of it like if you're in their shoes like you have this person that you idolize that like is all around you like like it's your parents right mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're like doing all these stupid things and all doing all these horrendous things right and like your idols you want to be like them right you're, as a kid you want to be like your parents and so you start slowly becoming one whether you want to or not. You slowly develop this kind of concept that they that they, the concept they had. Right. And so it actually boils down to me. That's how we solve this is it boils down to the home life because mm-hmm. and sure, I, I know bullying takes a it takes a toll as well. But usually if they're getting bullied at school and bullied at home, that's when it happens because they don't have a they don't have a good like space to go to right. because school. It's not they're not safe or they don't feel safe. And then home, they don't feel safe. And mm-hmm. so they have literally nowhere to go. And so that's when the self destruct, to me, I think, begins. And right. um, I think we need to focus on, and we're, we've tried bullying, and I think bullying has gone down mm-hmm. uh, since, like, the awareness of it. Um, it still happens. I'm not going to sit here and lie to all of you. It still happens. Um, but, like, I think we need to also narrow down more focusfully on the parents because I think they play – if. If not the biggest role, I would say they play a pretty massive role in who the child becomes. Because, like John said, they don't start off evil. It's whatever is affecting them is that's the thing that is has evil intent, whether it be right. the parents or the environment they're in.
2: Yeah, like um, I think what most people don't realize is that um, their kids are, are a reflection of themselves. Mm. So whatever the parent has done in front of that kid is most likely going to do the same thing. Even if you don't intend for it to happen, it's still probably going to happen. That's because, say, the kid's like, I don't know, four or five. That kid's brain is old enough to know right from wrong, but, well, barely able to know right from wrong. But their mind is still at that point where it could be molded it can be molded into a good way, where this whole thing is completely avoided, or it can be molded into a bad way, where we hear about it on the news. Right. Yeah.
1: And I would agree with what Ethan was saying. Like, if they're bullied at school, but they like have a great home life, then they they would might even think like, yeah, well, school's pretty bad, but like at least I only have to deal with it for so long, and then I get to go home where everything's fine. Right. But if there is no place for them like that, where it's like, like, yeah, I don't like it at school, I don't like it at home, I don't like it anywhere, then, like, bad things can happen, regardless, like, whether it's, like, because they go off and, you know, cause violence or something else, you know, it's just not a good situation, either way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would say also what helps it is that is everyone. So the if you're in this is a message to anyone that's actually like in middle school or in high school. Find three or four friends that you want to like and sh- like shelter the four of you because if you have three or four very close friends, because everyone wants to be friends with everyone, and that's just not mm-hmm. how it works, right? If you have like three or four very close friends that like you're like you were jump in front of a bullet before like that kind of like that kind of friend right then you there there's been statistics where like people that have had those types of friends they've never even considered it they've never even thought of doing that kind of stuff whereas they took people that like didn't have any friends and they said yeah they've we've considered it before and so like if you have like three or four close friends stick with them and like i would say constantly tell them how much you care about them um and like all that kind of stuff similar similar to what you would do with the family right um because having a small and close like a attached friend circle will be one of the most important things in your school life very important because not only does it help your mental state but it also helps uh with like your your physical state because your mental state is your physical state and vice Damn. versa so that's what i would recommend to anyone that's listening that is in middle school or high school i say middle school is where you want to start trying to find friends High school is where you should be securing them, I would say. Um, Because, hell, the friend group we have right now is made up of five people that I'm very close with. And so I have more friends outside of that circle, but I would say this circle that we're in right now, I would say this is my close circle, right? And so, and again, I'm not (laughs) incentivizing that, like, I've considered anything. I'm just saying for you guys at home, if you are like, if you don't have any friends yet, it's never too late to start because there's people out there that are just like you, that are just like, like, they have the same interests, they have the same passions, they have the same dreams, even. So, like, try and find three or four. I would say you can go higher than three or four, but you mm-hmm. want to have a small friend circle that you're, like, that you're like locked in with, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because having three or four very close best friends is better than having 20 quote-unquote friends, right? right? So, right. That's, that would be my advice, and that I think that would also help with the social life of these kids that could become those things later in life. Mm-hmm. Could I
2: actually add one to that advice? Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was
2: going to say, um, for the people that have like trouble making friends, I would recommend go try a sport or go join a club or something. Because that's where you're going to find people with similar interests to you. And in return, you may actually gain some friends from that because if more people show up, more there's people with similar interests, go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Then it might be easier for kids to make a connection or like people in middle school
1: right yeah i would would totally agree with that um i like i've said this probably on a few different occasions but when i was in middle school and high school i ran track and field the track team especially the indoor track team was like a family like they were i i hung out with them every single day and they were very close friends and they they we kind of looked out for each other you know so it's if you're if you're one of those kids who are like oh I don't have super many friends but I but you're just like going back and forth to school, I'd recommend a club or sport, um, because those can help like significantly with uh things like that.
2: Yeah. Just like some kind of after school activity, even if it's like I don't know jazz club or something,
1: right?
2: Just some kind of club or sports, so you can try and make friends because I always found. I never really did many clubs or sports in high school, except for the full year I did wrestling in ninth grade. But through that, that actually helped me make a friend that I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. So, like, I found it was a good way to make friends. So, you never know.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say to add, to add on to even that, I would say find out what makes you stressful and then go to the opposite end of that so if you are if if math makes you incredibly stressful i would say probably avoid robotics i would say avoid mathletes i would say avoid like all the math space stuff and go to the opposite end and think what makes you happy like what what makes you happy like let's say you hate math but you love sports like john and noah just said like let's say because i hate baseball so i would not recommend baseball but i love basketball for example i love basketball if you love basketball Try out for the basketball team and just see how it goes. Because you know I can't guarantee you're going to get in, but I could say that if you if you don't try at all, you're not going to get it anyway. So you right. might as well try. And then best case scenario, you get in, you're a part of the team now. Or if you don't get in that, try a different sport you like or something like that. And this is just a this is just a general example. Um, but like find out what makes you stressful, go to the opposite end and find out what makes you happy and stick with that. Because you don't want to join a club or a sport that's going to make you stressed out at the end of the day. Because then you're adding more stress onto the stress you already have. So,
2: and after all, there is no harm in trying because what's harm in trying? Nothing really. Mm. You try and you see if you get in. If you get in, good. If not, try something else. Mm. Because maybe basketball is not your strong suit in this case. Just try something else.
1: Right. And yeah, for that matter, like I went to various few sports before I settled on track when I was in school. I did swimming. I did. Uh, football I did, basketball I did, I tried bits of every sport and then I was like, yeah, no, uh, track is the one I like, and so that's the one I ended up doing, so like, maybe if you do try a sport and you're like, I don't like this, I think about quitting, maybe it's just not for you and there's something else out there for you
2: Yeah, there's something yeah. out there for everyone is what I've learned like, for me, I thought when I was in ninth grade, wrestling was my thing, but after the first year I was like, eh, I and I don't really like this all that much. And I was okay with that, because I tried, and that's all that really mattered to me. So I went, tried something else, and eventually I found, I think, what was it, Language Club? I think so.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 it took me a second to realize what you were talking about.
2: Yeah, Language Club, and then COVID hit, and that was over, but oh well. Yeah, the,
0: um... And I would say, too, in, in John's example, um, I would also say harness your strengths because, for example, John's like 6'8". He's super skinny. So, of course, running makes sense for him. And he, he has good cardio. And so I would say if you are just like John, definitely try for track or try for sh- uh, swimming because swimming is also a very cardio intense sport. And so harness your strengths and try and, fi- and try and find a perfect middle ground where you're both happy and you're harnessing your strengths because that will lead maybe even to a career one day. That's how the that's usually how football players start is they find that football is not only fun to them but it's also uh, what what's good for like what's good for them right and so i would say harness as much strength as you can and without stressing yourself out join as many clubs as you can because what i did in high school what my, my plan was is to join as many clubs as i could without stressing myself out so what i did is i joined the language club i had i was joined the board game club i was in select course i was in uh, art club for like a week and I didn't like it, <laughs> so I left. But I was I was in it for a week, um, and so I what I did is I tried out all these clubs and just to see what stick. Kind of what John did. He's he he threw a dart at a sport and see what stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I did with clubs, as because I didn't like sports. Um, so I like I said I was in language club and I kept going to all these different clubs, and being like, hey, this is pretty good, um, and if mm-hmm. I liked it, I stick. I stuck with it, and if I didn't, then I didn't. So if you can find. Um, as many clubs as you can without stressing yourself, out, stressing yourself out. You can also then have like all this, all these potential friends that you can make, right? And so, because I think that's the, I think that's the key is the is having a good uh, home life and then having friends at school because then you're happy either way, right? Because you get like, and let's say, let's say in this scenario you get bullied at school, you have your friends to back you up, not only to back you up but to comfort you when after the fact that it happens. Especially if they're good friends, if they're not trying to back you up afterwards. And I would say, leave them immediately. Um, And then you go home, you're excited to go home because you're excited to see your mom or your dad or whoever's there. Right. And so it's this constant cycle of happiness. And I like, that's kind of what I did because I hated school as a whole because school to me Mm -hmm. is boring, but I liked it because I had friends at school and I liked it because I got to go to a a class that I really liked. And I liked going home because I I got to do stuff at home that I liked. And I liked seeing my uh, family and stuff. Right. So you got to find the perfect medium where you can do that full rotation without any problems. And that's why I said to find four or five specific friends that you can like latch on to. Because once you do that, they're, they're, you're, unless something happens, which it shouldn't, if like I always said, I think I actually said this in the SMP episode with Logan, John, I mentioned to him that like if you're friends for like five plus years, you're solidified for life. And that's a, That's not me just saying that. That's an actual statistic. Uh, you have to google it i don't have it up at the moment but if you are friends like if you have a friend group that lasts more than five years you're pretty much set for life because nothing can really break you guys apart right um especially
1: so... especially if it's like post uh high, post high school you're still friends like if you met them in high school mm-hmm. and you're still friends like we are today like it's hard to shake uh bonds like that yeah
0: no. exactly.
2: Well, see, all three of us never really meet in high school. We, we met in middle school. So I think we're past that five-year expiration date.
0: The five-year expiration date, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's that, that also applies to any of you out there. And that's why, like I said, is if you have – because if you have 20 just quote-unquote friends, you're probably not going to end up getting close to any of them because there's so many that you can't really – you don't have to – not only do you not have the time to hang out with anybody, but also there's going to be people in there that just don't – care about you you know the, it's it's statistics there's just gonna be there's gonna be at least one person that's not gonna care about you as much as uh three to four close friends will so yeah. i think that's how to me that's my solution too and i don't i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that school shootings would disappear because i don't think that it's gonna happen people are, humans are just i i don't know I, I i'm not a psychiatrist or anything so i don't know what's going on in their head to kind of start it up I think if we eliminate as many possible, like if we eliminate as many can like connection points as possible, we can definitely slow it down to almost zero. But I don't think that it would stop completely. But I think one of the things we can do is at least hopefully slow it down because other s- countries like Finland, they they don't really get any, and it's because if you look at their school system, bullies ne- or bullies never exist. Uh, they don't get much homework, so stress is alleviated. Teachers are way more happier there because they get paid more. And then, like, all these other just topples things that makes it a great, like, kind of, like, environment to be in. Um, And so I feel like if we were to do the same thing, then it would have a pretty good effect Mm -hmm. on just everyone involved.
1: Right. Yeah. I will say something I was thinking earlier is that, you know, sometimes you can't always control what your home life is like. But what you can control is the people you hang out with outside of your home
0: yeah true. um yeah and because that, that's the one that's the one unfortunate thing is the one there's two choices you don't get in life because there's, sorry there's two uh, yeah no i was right the first time there's two choices that you don't get to make in life is the number number one when you're born and the second one is who your parents are you don't get a choice in those uh in those things right mm-hmm. you're just you're just you're stuck with what you got and some people get lucky some people have absolute parents that deserve to be imprisoned. But, you know, that's just how it works. And that's why, that's why I'm bringing it back to what I said earlier, where every kid deserves a parent, but not every parent deserves a kid because there's just some adults that are just not fit to be parents, right? And, um, yeah. and so I think if the parents are there with their kid, I understand if, like, uh, whoever's working the most is not there as much, but as long as one parent is there pretty much consistently, then that child, and you teach them morals. You got to make sure you teach them morals and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. um and so they grow up and like i think noah said this earlier is if you teach them responsibly how to use a gun then they're not going to be a situation where they're going to think to like go and shoot somebody with it unless they're being threatened because you're going to teach them like hey here's how to use it and you tell them sternly never you point this at someone unless you intend to hurt them because then they're going to be like there's if someone's coming into the uh, into their house, then you can stand the ground, especially if they have a weapon. If the robber has a weapon, um, right, yeah. and so it's 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 self defense at that point. But if you tell them sternly, like never use this outside of this house, or never use this outside of this little like our land or whatever, mm-hmm. then and, sp- and like they need to be what I what what do we think that the age should be? Because I I'm thinking like mm-hmm. they need to be at least in high school to understand right. kind I of feel- what to do with it.
2: I think uh, the age will be good is between like sixteen and seventeen.
0: Yeah, I would so, say yeah. if you can, because to me the driving age is also a little low. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say seventeen or eighteen. I think is when I think you should be allowed. Because what what's the legal age that you can license a gun? Is it eighteen?
1: I think it's eighteen. Uh, yeah. Twenty one actually. It's twenty one. That makes sense actually.
0: Yeah, twenty one. Okay. In the yeah, state
2: I, w- I live, it's twenty one for um, side arms.
0: Yeah, I would say if you can drink alcohol, then sure. Why not? But like, if you're teaching, uh, if you're like, if you're if you're in the countryside and you're hunting or whatever, then I would say if you're teaching your child how to use one, they would, I would say, 17 or 18 is probably a good
2: right.
0: time to yep. do that because then they fully, their brains fully developed, they understand it.
2: Um,
0: mm-hmm. and if you tell them sternly like all the consequences that could be coming coming with it if they use it outside the house or something, then uh, then they'll they'll more they're more easily be able to understand it kids don't have really have a concept of consequences, right? Especially at a younger age. So right. Um in the last uh tw- 20 minutes we have here, um we we've talked about school shootings a lot. Is there any other things you guys want to bring up with just gun violence in general? Um cuz like like school shootings well, are obviously the biggest piece of it, but there's other like subcategories we could be talking about too.
2: Right. Right. Well, I do have a like and I've been kind of thinking about thinking about how to um, have guns regulated more, and what I've based this off is uh, off of some laws that are already in place, but I think what we currently have isn't as good. So, for example, um, I love that we do background checks for people that want to buy a gun because it's always a good thing to see who you're giving the gun to if you're selling it to them. Mm -hmm. And it really just helps cut down on the people that could be mentally unstable with a firearm and potentially end up causing some big accident or incident that no one wants to happen. Um, If they've been to jail, I would say... Well, if they're on trial, been to jail, on parole, or some form of that, I would say they should have no gun access at all, because... Say they're a felon. That's probably the one person you shouldn't be giving a gun to at all. So... I've got a couple of ideas. Those are just two of the ones I could think of right now. Um, I would say probably go stronger on the background checks because I know some sources either don't enforce it or they don't do as thorough as a background check as they should.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that too, is that um the re- the reason I think uh, the background checks don't work is because. Like they don't work as the state, as like the, the current state that they're in, because school shootings are happening more and more, and the mm-hmm. stricter the the background checks have remained the same. So clearly something the stricter the it needs to be stricter, essentially mm-hmm. what you said, because right now it's still happening and even more than it was before. So clearly yeah. it needs to be in, not only enforced; it should be enforced at every store. Um, but it should be even more like, you should do like a full FBI background check because mm-hmm. you're giving, cause like the FBI have guns, but they're, legal, they, they're allowed to have them because they've had, they've went through like so many background checks. It's unbelievable. And so I think it should right. be, the, it should be the same for a citizen because right. if you, if you're clean, then you have nothing to hide. You shouldn't care that they're going to do like a super Omega background check on you.
2: Right. If you All have right.
0: something to hide, you probably shouldn't have the gun. So
2: most likely. And I would
0: also, just to add on to that, I would say is that I think sidearms are perfectly fine, especially in self-defense scenarios. Snipers are fine, I guess, if you're hunting. Again, I don't fully agree with hunting certain animals. And then the whole idea of, like, ARs and stuff, I don't don't think those are necessary. Unless you're a military personnel, I don't think those are necessary for a citizen to have um, because it's really unnecessary. I don't know what else. Because self-defense, a pistol could just do the same thing. So I don't know. Why a citizen should be allowed to have those?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I can actually tell you why if you'd like.
0: Well, I know why it's because people want an automatic weapon. But I, no, I, it's I'm saying it... people,
2: it's not because people want an automatic weapon. It's um, it it's mainly for home defense because people want something that's like be semi-automatic, which is one bullet per trigger pull. Whereas if you have something full auto and you know someone's like behind cover. See, so you have a semi automatic that's like a do too well, but if you go for an automatic, you have a better shot okay. at actually knocking out an intruder or something.
0: Yeah, I know that. Oops. But you there's very, very, very rare scenarios where your house turns into a war zone. So, again, I it doesn't make a citizen should not have an AR weapon mm-hmm. because it does. There's no a pistol can do the same exact thing. A, a hider, a robber that's in your house with a weapon. They, don't, they're, they shouldn't, first of all, know you have the weapon. You should, be ha- you should be concealing that until they hold out theirs. And second of all, like your host is not going to turn into a war zone. They're not going to jump behind cover. They're going to leave if they see you have a gun or something. If they're smart, they'll leave. Or, the, or worst case scenario, they stand on the ground and point their weapon at you. So they're not going to jump behind cover like they're in World War II. So I just think ARs in general should be only for military, and that's it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I don't really agree with you on that too much.
0: You don't. But, you do or don't. I don't. Okay. Because,
2: in my opinion, I don't see a problem with anyone wanting to own, say, AR or a AK, because they're just two different types of rifles. Yes, one is fully automatic, one is semi-automatic, and all that fun jazz.
0: Yeah. But, the, the problem. The problem lies, though, Noah, is that th- again you can't dispute this because it's actual fact is that 90% of school shootings are involving a rifle, not a pistol. Pistols are, like, I would say 80%. I'm making that one up. But, like, most of the time they are used for self-defense. ARs are the guns that people are taking into schools and shooting people with.
2: I'm sorry, but did you not see the most recent uh, shooting in Nashville?
0: The most recent shooting is 1 out of 250 a year, Noah. (laughs) That's not a statistic, man. Okay, well... You got to take the pool. Not you can't just pinpoint one statistic and say, "Well, this applies to all of them," because it's it's you got to take the it applies to sphere.
2: all of them. But if you could listen for a second, the Nashville shooting that happens—I forget how long ago. I think it was like two, maybe three weeks at this point. Probably longer by the time this comes out. But um, if you look at that, that was not a rifle that was used for the majority of the shooting. It was a sidearm
0: yes i'm and aware okay but i'm, I, I'm knows- aware of that i saw the videos no i'm aware i i know what happened with it but i'm yep. telling you if you take the pool of the 250 shootings per year which is a stupid number then it's about i think it's about 85 to 90 percent of it is using ar weapons That's why I think that a citizen should not be able to have them. It should only be military personnel because they're actually licensed to have them because they're in the military. And then snipers, like like I said, are fine if you're hunting. Otherwise, I don't know why you would have one. And then sidearms are perfect for self-defense and they're perfect for like to put in your homes and stuff. Like I said, when I grow up, I'll probably have one myself and like all that kind of jazz. But actual, actual ARs and stuff are unnecessary. Well, John, John, you haven't talked in a little bit. What do
1: you What but, do you feel about the situation? Um, I'm not sure. Like, honestly, uh, I would be more inclined to agree with you, Ethan, that like you don't need a fully automatic weapon in your home. Uh, but I, I was also thinking about like, in terms of controlling, uh, gun control, I guess is um, controlling where you can buy them. Because I have a friend who...
2: Is well, in... hey. What's that? Well, actually, some of the problems even come from where you can buy them. Because uh, there are ghost guns that I believe have been used for school shootings. And uh, the problem with those is they have no serial number. Even if they've been registered, people, like, scratch off a serial number.
1: Well, that's illegal. You... I can't right. stop people doing yeah, illegal, illegal things. But...
2: But people still do it. But there's also people that have been using 3D printers. I don't know how, but they have 3D printed models of guns that actually work. And I have no clue how, but it that's another thing that actually plays into it.
0: Well, here's the thing. Well, John's right. You can't stop someone from doing illegal acts. You can you can ban, for example, you can ban or like you can make it illegal to text and drive. Doesn't mean people aren't going to stop. People are going to stop texting and driving. So we can't fully stop people just being stupid and like 3D printing guns in their own home, which I'm sure breaks many different laws. So like it's just it's just a matter of like what can we do to prevent people just walking into a 7-Eleven being like, hey, I want an AR-15.
1: Right. It's like with any barrier to entry it's not to stop something outright it's to limit how much it occurs because if someone is uh with malicious intent trying to legally buy a gun uh then they would probably eventually get tired of having to go through the barriers of entries and not buy one at all
0: well yeah that's why why i think the whole like stricting the or like like keep actually like restricting the um, the background checks makes like make them even bigger, make them more broader and like superly narrow down who you're actually selling the, selling the gun to if they're if they're about to make a sale and stuff because I mm-hmm. think that would also like what you just said limit the amount of people that would even want to go through that. So it like it, it still allows people that are clean and that are want a self-defense weapon in their house so they, they feel safer then it, those people can still get it because they're using it for not malicious intent. But people be like R will be a little bit a little bit more restricted into getting one, especially if the background checks finds that they're like Noah said a felon or that they were in jail for a long time, or that hey, they were in a gunfight when they were like eleven and they were in jail for twelve years. That's someone you should probably not give a gun to, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Let's see, um there is another thing that actually does play into how to control guns and um It's a hard thing to solve, because there are people on the street who just sell guns without having to do anything. So we would need to get rid of a lot of people that do that, because that is A, highly illegal, and B, you have no clue who the hell you are selling that gun to.
0: Well, that's what the, well, yeah, the, well, that's where the background checks comes in, unless you're talking about the people selling. If you're talking about the people selling on the street, we just need more cops in, like, areas where that can happen. So you need more cops just, like, walking around, or you need uh, uh, undercover cops that don't even look like cops so that they can, like, kind of camp out in an area where you think that that kind of stuff can happen. Because then they can just stop them and arrest them for however many years. Because, uh, like like you said, that's a that's a... That's definitely jail time. I don't know how many laws that's breaking, but it's probably a lot.
2: That's breaking at least five.
0: Probably. Right.
2: No, I did a little research um, when I was looking at this before. It's breaking, I think, five, maybe four. I'm not entirely sure, and I think it equals up to about twenty-five years of jail time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so- another person that, like, if the if a gun owner or if a gun shop is selling to someone like that, then like we need to be. Arresting the gunshot person that was doing that because that's like you did the background check, saw that they were that they, they did that kind of stuff, and you're like, Yeah, take a gun, man. I'm sure there's nothing harm that can come from this s- situation,
1: right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so yeah. um, we're reaching the end of the podcast because the last or not the last episode, this would be the yeah, maybe the last episode. Either way, the food tier list went on a little bit longer than it was supposed to, and it actually ended up being an hour thirty minutes. Mm. So we're gonna shorten this one a little bit. Um, that was
2: actually probably my favorite one. It was a lot yeah. of
0: fun. It was a lot of fun. It just it just went over our hour thing that we usually do, mm. uh, which isn't a problem by anything. But I, I, just to counteract it, we're gonna make this one a little shorter. Um, but with that being said, I wonder who won this one. I can't really tell. You know, no, I think. Uh, I wonder. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, Axel won this one. I just mm. got to say. I think, I think it was actually Leo. Leo might have
1: I
2: won. I think our other friend won this one. I don't know if he says his name out loud yet.
0: No, yeah, no. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Axel won. He had a really good conversations in this one. Mm. And uh, I, he really he really brought He really poured his heart out on this episode. So I mm. think he deserves the win. John, you got you had negative five million points, and no, right. you had negative uh, three thousand points. So uh, you know, just as uh, you both lost, uh, Axel won. Uh, but no, joking aside, <laughs> like I said at the very beginning, John was destined to win because uh, we made an oopsie, and so mm-hmm. essentially he, he like he had to. He's hosting the next one, so in order for it to make sense, he has to win this one. Right. Um. So, yeah. So John, you have a winner speech because it was handed to you.
1: Oh well, yeah, like well. I feel like out of all the type of uh type of podcast episodes we where we have a scripted uh winner, it's not the end of the world that it's this the serious one because you know there are no winners and losers when it comes to the serious ones. It's just about having a pleasant conversation, bringing awareness to issues that sort of thing so um the winner and losers don't really matter at that point
0: and
2: yeah.
1: That's, that's all I
0: gotta say. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, to John's point, is, uh, you know, me and Noah disagree on, like, ARs, right? Like, we, I I say that they should be banned unless you're military. He he disagrees. I'm not yelling at him, like, I'm gonna shave off your nipple hairs when I come over there. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying Yeah, something.
2: No, that was actually probably the most, um, polite debate I've ever had about ARs or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Um... But anyway, so yeah, as John said, there's no technical losers. Um, so and that, that applies to you guys as well. We're all winners because you guys had a conversation as well. And uh, if you're sitting to the end of these, because we always appreciate if you're sit to the end of these because they're serious topics and a lot of people have strong opinions on these kind of things. Um, so I appreciate that you listened to the very end of this one and listened to what we had to say on certain topics and stuff. And as all episodes, uh, you do not have to agree with anything we're saying. In fact, I'd rather you disagree because then we have different opinions, and you're not just agreeing with us because you want us—you want us to like you. Because that's not how the world works. You should have different opinions, damn it. Um, so with that being said, um, thank you guys. Or is that, because we already did those. There's no loser speech. Thank you guys for listening. We hope we provoked your conversation. Uh, laughing, you know, this this was more of a serious topic, so, but there's a couple of jokes sprinkled in there somewhere. Um. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Flavzexy Gaming. Uh, I'm, that, I'm just on YouTube right now. I don't stream just yet. But I can tell you who does stream, and that's John, at JeebensFeebens. He streams on Twitch over there. Um, he does a, a couple of other games. Uh, if you're listening to this when it goes out, we will be doing um, Boomin' pretty soon. Me and him will be doing that again soon. Uh, but in the... In the yeah, because I can't say what you're doing now because it's not going to matter in right. two weeks. So he does a lot of stuff, though. He's doing... Um, He's uh, plays Batman right now. He's also playing uh, God of War, but that might be done by the time this goes out. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um He will be still be doing Deltarune, because I can tell you that. So he he does stuff like he does stuff like that. If you if you like seeing challenge runs, then he's your guy over there. He also uploads snippets to his YouTube channel, it's same thing, Gemins Stevens So go check that out. And uh you can find Noah on Xbox right now at NoahDog54. Um and, uh, yeah, also, we have a Patreon. Uh, you can, it's the pervokers, like pervokers, as we are everywhere. Um, we have different tiers. We have the, I think the lowest is a $2 tier, highest is 100 and there's things in between those. So if you want to support us a little or a lot, doesn't matter. It's all support to us. Um, then go ahead and do that. And uh, I think that's going to be it. So thank you guys so much for listening. And like I said, thank you for sticking around to the very end. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.